Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hello, my self-lovers. Welcome to the MCOT podcast. Coming at you as an engaged woman. Yes, boyfriend proposed and I said yes. So I guess we're engaged and we'll be getting married in the next couple of years. And honestly, I was so resistant to doing a podcast episode about it because I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? And I don't need an entire episode to talk about this because I already shared so much on Instagram. But then as I started thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? I'm having a lot of thoughts and they're just like very personal musings. And I wanted to share them just in case any of you are in a relationship or you're a feminist who sees yourself maybe getting married one day. Although some of the stuff around engagements and weddings and marriages and everything feels so anti-feminist, which is something I'm currently pondering. Or you're in a relationship or you're engaged yourself and you're just curious and nosy and I love that and I want to tell you everything. So this short podcast episode, I have not planned anything. I just want to talk to you as a friend. So I guess I'll start by telling you the story. You probably saw a lot of it on Instagram, but basically on Friday, last Friday, boyfriend was like, we're going on a trip. And the part that I didn't share on Instagram is that he's been acting suspicious like the past month or so. He's been talking about going on a trip and I've just had a lot of work this spring. It's just been so overwhelming. So I'm not going to lie. I've been pretty difficult about it. I'm like, no, it's not the right time, please. I just want to stay at home, blah, blah, blah. And Friday, I actually just flew in from giving a talk at Drake University on Thursday night. And then Friday morning, Stan was like, let's go see the Horseshoe Dam. And I'm like, you mean Horseshoe Bend? And he's like, no, Horseshoe Dam. And I'm like, you mean the Hoover Dam? And he's like, no, there's a Horseshoe Dam. And I looked it up and it had like two stars out of five and it's just a really ugly dam. And I'm like, I don't want to go here. (laughs) So I was pretty clueless. And he disguised it as like, well, you just got this new camera because I got this camera and I wanted to practice photography. And he's like, let's go like somewhere in nature so we can you know, take some pictures. And I'm like, cool, cool. But um, the lens I got is like a portrait lens. So it's not going to work out in landscape. And he's like, we're going. Stop asking questions. (laughs) So yeah, clearly I was clueless. And then on Friday morning, he's like, okay, change of plans. You have 45 minutes, pack your stuff, pack an outfit for dinner and your swimsuit and we're going. And I'm thinking we're going to be driving somewhere. We pull up to the airport and we flew on this like semi-private kind of airplane. It's one of those smaller flights and it's just like a smoother travel experience. And that was very nice because I felt very special. But then we flew into Vegas and when we landed in Vegas, I'm like, okay, he's clearly planning something. If this mofo proposes in Las Vegas, I'm going to be pissed. I'm sorry if you love Vegas, but I don't. I think it's just a little bit rowdy and not like a romantic proposal scene. Although I'm sure somebody could make it romantic, but I'm like, oh my God, is he going to surprise me with like getting married, which is definitely not what I want. 
And this is where like a thought kind of pops into my head how so much of this process is kind of like in heteronormative standards, like in the man's court and like they kind of plan everything and decide everything. And I didn't want it to be that way. So I've been talking about like what I want pretty early on. And actually the ring that he gave me, I actually showed it to him like three years ago when we first started dating. And I don't know by what act of God he remembered. He's just incredibly thoughtful and yeah, remembers things that are important to him. And it's literally like a custom-made version of the exact ring I showed him. So that I fully trusted him with, like picking out the ring because he just has good taste in jewelry in general. But the part that I was trying to be pretty communicative because I feel like one of the most empowering things for me that I do as a feminist is communicate. So I would rather like point out the elephant in the room and be like, hey, uh, I know the whole idea of like getting a ring is pretty sexist historically, but that's not what it means to me anymore. And I would still like that. And I also know that you love planning things and you love grand gestures and that it's important for you to be the one who proposes, although I'm totally not opposed to proposing myself. <laughs> and if that's the case, here's what I want and here's what I don't want. And I think that just like communicating what you want and what your vision, I guess, is for not just proposals and weddings and things like that, but just like your relationship in general. I really love starting a sentence with anytime boyfriend and I are having like a serious discussion. I really love saying, hey, the vision that I have for our relationship is this. So instead of saying like, you suck, I don't want this, I don't want that, and just like focusing on what you don't want, I instead try to like turn it around and be like, this is the vision that I have for our relationship. How does this sound to you? And more often than not, like, first of all, when you phrase it that way, you paint that picture, right? Even the word vision. And especially for specifically Stan, he's a very visual person. So when I say the word vision, he's like, oh, I see it. This is awesome. Totally understandable. Love that. And usually we're on the same page on that. And I think like being able to communicate your needs is such like a feminist badass power move that's highly underrated. So anywho, with the whole engagement, I was like, okay, here's just the criteria. And <laughs> a little backstory, this is another personal note. My best friend told me that she felt like he was under a lot of pressure because obviously people have been asking us about this, especially him. And she was like, maybe he's scared because he thinks that you want some kind of Instagram proposal. And although that is what he ended up doing, which is so sweet and way over the top and not, that was not my doing at all. I promise. He's just like a grand gesture kind of guy. And I was really taken back by that because I no way, shape or form wanted an Instagram proposal. And some of the Instagram proposals I've seen just make me kind of want to throw up in my mouth because they just feel a little bit too performative and inauthentic to me. That it was very judgmental, but you know what I'm talking about. Some of them are just not my vibe. And so one thing that I just kept reassuring him is like, babe, I don't need an Instagram proposal. What I would love, however, is for somebody to be there to capture the moment. I said, that's literally all I want. And the other thing I said was like in nature. And I think he knows that I'm more of like a nature gal. So that goes back to like when we landed in Vegas, I'm like, this is not nature. <laughs> so I was like, I just want it in nature, somewhere special. 
It doesn't have to be grand or big, but I really want somebody there to capture the moment because I don't really want to do a selfie saying we're engaged. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I just wanted more. So it worked out perfectly because our pilot was the one who took the video. So let me tell the rest of the story. From Vegas, we went to our hotel. And when we checked into our hotel, he's like, you have one hour to rest and chill. And we got to be out of here at 3.30 because we have an activity. So I'm like, cool. So we're pretty exhausted. You know, I've been traveling and speaking and working and everything. And he's probably pretty exhausted from all the planning. And we fall asleep at the hotel. And I open my eyes and I'm like, babe, it's 3.35. And this part is so funny to me. He's like, oh shit, we gotta go. And he jumped out of bed, like jolted out of bed and like quickly put pants on and got ready real fast. And we just like went down to the elevator to meet the car that picked us up. So this car took us back to the airport. And at this point, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Why are we back at the airport? And he said something earlier that day. He's like, who knows? Maybe we're taking two flights today. And I thought he was joking. I guess he was not. And then I realized there's this whole helicopter set up. And I'm like, oh, maybe he's trying to propose in a helicopter because he's talked about like wanting to go on a helicopter just for himself to see views. And like, there's lots of pretty places in Arizona. And I'm like, maybe he's not proposing at all. It's just like a fun helicopter thing. But the secrecy of it definitely gave me (laughs) proposal vibes. So what I didn't know, and the helicopter thing, like I wasn't opposed to it. But again, like I just really wanted to be like in nature. And I've seen the helicopter thing and it's very sweet. But one thing I noticed is that it's like very loud in a helicopter and not like a, I don't know, like I I like things to be calm and peaceful and quiet. And a helicopter just felt like, I didn't think that's what he was going to do. What I didn't know is that said helicopter would stop at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, which was such a beautiful surprise. It was the most magical thing in the world. When we landed there, did I expect him to get down on one knee? I mean, I kind of assumed at that point, but the other part of me was like, okay, knowing him though, he would totally like build up this whole day and then not do it, and then do it on, like, the next day while we're, like, laying in bed or something. So I definitely, like, I think I had enough anticipation that I felt, like, pretty calm and prepared and excited about it, and not, like, just completely caught off guard and and just, like, shocked to a point where I couldn't even wrap my mind around the experience. And it was still like such a beautiful surprise. So everything was wonderful. Our pilot was just so sweet. She made the whole experience lovely. The worst part was flying back in the helicopter because like I said, you can't talk. It's just loud and you have the headphones on. And so I literally just sat there and stared at him with the giant smile on my face on our ride back. And then we had a delicious dinner at a restaurant called Momo Foku, which was literally one of the best places I've ever ate at. However, we were a bit lightheaded from all the flying, so we didn't drink alcohol and didn't even have room for dessert, and we were literally asleep in bed by 11 p.m., and it was the best thing ever. And we came home the next day, told Goose, made our rounds to family, told all of them, so it was very perfect, very special. 
Hey, myself lovers, before we go on with today's podcast episode, I want to make sure that you are giving yourself the gift of self-love. The Gift of Self-Love is a book I wrote to help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to finally love yourself. And it's available in stores and online worldwide. So go pick it up if you don't have it already. And if you do have it, little reminder to make sure that you are reading it and doing that work in the workbook. I poured my heart and soul into this book, compiling everything I teach at my retreats and everything we talk about on the podcast and putting it into this heartfelt, relatable, and actionable workbook for you. The cool thing is this book is a combination of me sharing everything that's helped me on my self-love journey, and it's also a workbook, so you can actually write in it and put the tools into practice right away. So it's a very integrative experience, similar to what it would be like if you came to a retreat and we were doing a workshop in person. These exercises are all in one place for you. There are quizzes, journal prompts, self-reflection exercises, self-love challenges, all of which will help you with body acceptance, mindset and self-talk, confidence and self-worth. So if you haven't gotten it yet, you can get it today by going to maryscupoftea.com slash book. You can also search for it on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. And please take a second to check out all the amazing reviews. At this point, the book has reached thousands of people all around the world. And these reviews are so, so special to me. They literally make me cry when I read them. And I hope that this book has the same profound impact on you. So go to maryscupoftea.com slash book and give yourself the gift of self-love. I do want to tell you about some of the thoughts that I have in relation to what's next, when's the wedding, what are you going to do or not do, and truth be told, I come from a very different culture where, well, first of all, our weddings, like my parents got married in their house and their wedding was like, six people, like just the family. So I didn't really grow up around a big wedding culture despite being Jewish. And I've only attended a handful of weddings in my life, and most of them have been literally in the past year. So (laughs) this is the part where I feel kind of like, not ashamed, like not that big of a word, but a low-key version of ashamed of just like, I'm a little lost. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't have any preferences. I'm not like, I need this or I want that. It's not a day that I've been dreaming about my whole life, thankfully, because I have a pretty feminist mom. So I guess that's kind of a good thing. But because of that, I feel totally lost. Like, am I supposed to get him a ring? If so, how, when? And I was almost thinking like, I kind of want to propose to him. I truly, truly do. I want to do it in a way that doesn't steal the spotlight from what he did. Obviously, I don't think I can match a whole helicopter into the Grand Canyon ride, but I do want to do something special of like, you know, just thoughtful and Stan's love language is acts of service. So I think just putting thought into some kind of an experience, even if it's just a day together and I get him a ring, but there's the whole thing of picking out a ring, and he's pretty picky with his jewelry. He has some pretty beautiful pieces that he designed himself, so he's definitely been, like, very open with me about, like, let's pick out a ring together, and here's my jeweler, and he made your ring, and he's very familiar with what I like, and he's shown me pictures, so I'm feeling guided, but I'm also feeling pretty lost, and 
not quite overwhelmed, but I know I will be. (laughs) Right now, I'm just trying to enjoy the moment and not really think about the wedding. But I know that as I start thinking about all this stuff, this is all just so brand new to me that people sliding into my DMs, they're like, well, I did this and I chose to have this kind of ceremony and that, and I don't even know what it all means. On that note, I've also noticed that when it comes to weddings, people are very involved. And I mean this in like not a bad way necessarily, but everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an opinion about what a bride should do. I guess it's just a shared experience too. Like it's something a lot of people can relate to, whether they are getting married or have been married or aren't even there yet. They still kind of think about it just because the idea of marriage has been sold to us as a life goal for most of us our whole lives. So because of that, like the outpouring of love was very overwhelming. I'm so grateful. And Stan and I were talking about how we feel so just loved and celebrated and connected to the community. And it's also a lot. And it's a lot to to see and to think about. And I think it's interesting how much we celebrate things like engagements and marriages and babies and not as much like career milestones or personal accomplishments or any other exciting thing. It just feels like not as much of a hype. And I get it. (laughs) Engagement is for life or a wedding. Like hopefully you, I guess the idea is that you do it once, but this is just like a friendly reminder to myself and to the people that I'm friends with to celebrate them as much as possible for other things too that are outside of this idea of like being wanted forever. And this is the part where I've just been thinking about a lot how the engagement conversations, especially like telling the family and stuff, it's been interesting that it's like people mostly turn to me and they're like, congratulations. I mean, obviously like a little bit more emotionally intelligent people would be like, congratulations to the both of you. We're celebrating both of you. And that feels really good. But a lot of like old school thinking or just like kind of the default sometimes, it's just like, oh my God, congratulations. He did it. Can I see the ring? And it's kind of this strange thing. And part of the reason why I'm not really showing my ring online is because I don't want it to be this thing of like, look, I'm wanted and here's a piece of jewelry to prove it. And flashing that as opposed to just acknowledging and celebrating the beginning of a journey that is a lifelong commitment to each other. I think that's a very different energy. And as I'm talking about like wedding planning and stuff, obviously I'm going to share all the fun things and I plan retreats, which is basically like planning a wedding. So this is going to be really like up my alley. And I want to make sure to keep the focus and the highlight on how we're approaching this in like a conscious way and just in like a, obviously quality is huge, like gender equality, but just this idea of alignment and making decisions with the utmost of intention because it's important for me to feel empowered in this decision as opposed to feeling disempowered like this is all my life is going to be for the next five years. It's just going to be like, bam, engagement, bam, wedding, bam, kids. And I want all of those things. I just don't want my life to be defined by them or to have this like 
like, I, I don't want to be perceived like I'm checking all these boxes and I'm doing things the way they quote unquote should be. And I'm in my mid twenties and I feel like online, it's very easy to fall into that trap and just to share those big milestones. And I hope that if you listen to the podcast and follow me, especially on Instagram stories, or even if you're just subscribed to my email list where I share a little bit more personal things, I hope that the energy that you receive for me as like a future bride is I'm sharing the relationship and how it is expansive and what I'm learning and how I'm growing and yes, things I'm excited about and things that I'm grappling with. And I hope that it could just be a little bit more real. So maybe like if you're looking at my Instagram, it definitely feels like a highlight reel at this point. Hopefully that'll change as I find new things to talk about. But I also just want to remind you that these are not things that define us, especially women. These are bonuses. These are important for some people. For a lot of us, they are aligned to our values. Like for me, long-term commitment is something that I really, really feel grows me as a person. And I love my partner so dearly, and I can't wait to be even deeper in that love. And I'm also a whole human being outside of that relationship. And I'm also doing some other badass stuff that's completely not related to being wanted or having a ring on my finger or reproducing. And I'm also very proud of myself and how far I've come with feeling grounded in this mindset. Because if you've been a longtime listener of this podcast, I released an episode like years ago talking about why I'm in therapy. And a big reason for that, and I'm coming up on, or I just passed over two years in therapy. And a big reason why I started it was because as boyfriend and I got deeper into our relationship, I started feeling a little angsty about the idea of marriage. And I talk about that more in depth, why and the traumas, I guess, that I have around it. Not even the traumas, the fears, trying to be more intentional with my words and not label things a trauma when they're really you know, just an experience, I guess, a negative experience that I've had with marriage. The reason for that, there's lots of reasons for that, but going to therapy, it was just like my way of working through a lot of those fears and of, again, communicating my wants and needs and having boundaries and, and being grounded in who I am as a person and opening my heart up and, and trusting and working on that love and building those skills, not just communication, but but also like internal communication, self-talk, and what I'm perpetuating, like the story that I'm telling myself about love and marriage and commitment and divorce and all of those big, scary things. And I have just come such a long way. And for me, the reason why I'm celebrating myself is not because Yay, somebody confirmed their love for me, and now we get to tell the world that we're going to get married, which is kind of weird, right? It's like, hey, here's a big announcement. Um, We're going to get married. <laughs> we haven't done it yet, but we were planning on it. I mean, it makes sense, and it doesn't. So anywho, the reason why I'm like just giving myself a little bit of credit, which I think we don't do enough, is I've just come so far. And being proposed to, it was like a full body yes. It was like just this feeling of elation, but not like elated 
in like a superficial sense of, again, like, hey, oh my God, somebody wants me and here's it to prove it, but just like pure, pure joy and love. And for me, that's coming very, very far because usually those moments would always be second guessed and they would also be followed up by like, oh my God, what if we divorce? And that was not even a thought on my mind. Like there was zero fear. And compared to where I was two years ago, where I would literally just have these anxiety attacks. And my version of an anxiety attack is kind of to pack up my shit and leave and think about (laughs) where I'm going to be living in case shit hits the fan and I have to move out of my boyfriend's place. Like compared to two years ago when I was in that mindset of just like escapism and being so quick to tell myself the story that this is never going to work out. For me, it's just been very big to be spending this week with my partner. And now Stan actually left on a trip. So he's going to be gone for eight days. And I'm really grateful for it for this time, like with myself and to reflect and to enjoy the moment and trust our love and love our love. So those are just like some personal things that I've been thinking and going through, growing through, as I always like to say. And I hope that in being a follower, a listener, a self-lover, I hope that we can just kind of be here together, almost like friends. And I think a huge part of feminism is also not judging any woman for any decision that she makes, as long as it's obviously not harming anyone else. And like, look, I have friends who are super traditional. They're literally calling me like, all right, great, now time to make babies. Do I appreciate that sentiment? Not necessarily, but am I going to like smile and thank her and know that it's coming from a loving place based on her perception of the world and the way it works and the role women play, yes, I know that it's like the intention is there and it's coming from a good place. And am I going to judge for the way certain people's lives unfolded and how they approach their marriage or kids and all of that stuff? Hell to the no. And in the same way, I have friends who are in their 40s and have zero kids and zero desire to be in a committed partnership and are polyamorous and are exploring other relational dynamics and, I don't know, single friends who are just enjoying their lives and dating or maybe not. And whatever that may be, there is no one way to be like, this is empowering. This is feminism. And that's why Again, the love has been overwhelming. And with that, there's always a little but. And people are like, you should do X. And I just want to remind us not to like should on each other. And if we're offering like a suggestion or just simply sharing your own experience, I think that could be so much more powerful and comes off so much, I guess, kinder than shitting on each other and being like, this is how it needs to be if you're going to be a feminist, or this is how it needs to be if you're going to be a woman. This is how it needs to be if you're going to be married. This is how, you know what I mean? So I am remaining open and I invite support and thoughts and love, and I'm going to stay grounded in my boundaries and what feels good to me and what we want to do in our relationship and our engagement, our wedding, our marriage, our life. So on that note, I hope you enjoyed this pretty personal episode. I hope it's giving you some things to think about, if not just a little insight into my mind. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll talk to you in the next episode, which will be a bit more self-love related. 
Hey self-lovers, one last little thing before we farewell. If you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review leave a review (laughs) if you could leave a review on apple or rate the show on spotify your feedback helps the podcast grow and as someone whose love language is words of affirmation your kind words mean the world to me just search the show on apple scroll all the way down where you'll see a place to leave a review And if you're listening on Spotify, on the show's homepage, you'll see a little star. And if you click on that, there'll be a pop-up box where you can send in your rating. Thank you so much for helping me spread the gift of self-love. And speaking of the gift of self-love, that is the title of my book. You can pick it up at any bookstore, including Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble, small indie bookstores. All those links can be found at maryscupoftea.com slash book. Thank you all so much for learning and growing and continuing to be on this self-love journey. It's truly an honor to be here with you. I love you and I will talk to you next time. And please, please don't forget to leave a review. (laughs) Bye.